Welcome to the role-playing hour. High in calcium and bone marrow. Yes, it's like a femur. Mmm, smells good. What's cooking? It's turducken, DM. Me and Clutterback have been making it. Wendy, let me use the stove. I just had him boiling water. We didn't need the water, but he wanted to play a part. What is this human invention called turducken? Disembodied alien intelligence, you sound different. Yes, as you know, though I am omnipotent, disembodied cloud of light and intelligence and thus have no gender on this planet, I've always preferred to identify myself as being female. Thus, I have chosen a more appropriate voice. Very feminine and pleasing. Thank you. If I was on the industrial robot world of Mechano 5, I would identify myself as being an air intake valve. On the jungle planet of 20-armed Clothians, who have five distinct sets of genitalia each from a choice of a possible 211 unique forms of genitalia, I would identify myself as a... As a what? Your language has no word for that gender. One of their sets of genitalia even defies the three-dimensional paradigm and operates in the fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensions. But trust me, being a... means I'm fabulous. Wow! You humans have such a limited idea of gender and sexuality. Two forms of genitals and you are shocked by one or two of the only few possible combinations? How conservative... And you are so simple-minded that you see gender in binary terms and in opposites when you're all basically exactly the same. How boring. Heck, I can't even tell which of you in this room are orangutans and which are humans. The two genetic codes are so similar. Tell me, I'm dying of the suspense. Which of you is the orangutan? It's Clutterbuck. Really? I am? Excellent! I had my money on you, DM. The way you display sexual availability with your bright red backside... That's <clears throat> that's not a display of sexual availability. That's piles. Anyway, moving right along. You are a beautiful lady, alien. Thank you, Wendy. I feel like a beautiful lady. Anyway, you're asking what a tadakin is? Yes. Actually, um, I don't, I don't know either, Wendy. What is a tadakin? What have we been cooking? You take the bones out of a chicken. Yeah. And you stuff the chicken in a... D-U-C-K. Why are you talking like that, Wendy? Wait, wait a second, Clutterbuck. I just have to whisper something to the DM. It's about chlorophyll roll in photosynthesis. Oh, yeah. yeah you better whisper that with the, you know, the plants. They might hear and they'll use their knowledge to take over the world. I, I, I didn't want to say duck. Out loud, you know how much Clutterbuck loves ducks? If, if he finds out we've been cooking one and he's been helping me shove a deboned chicken inside it? Mm-hmm. I understand. <clears throat> yes, that certainly was an interesting fact about chloroform. Chlorophyll. Chlor- chlorophyll. 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 Anyway, and then we stuff the D-U-C-K into the deboned turkey. To duck in. D-U-C-K. D. U-C-K. That spells platypus. We're eating platypus. Well, that is all very interesting. It is good to see that you humans are not only eating lower life forms, but humiliating them after death. I'm not sure I can eat one third of a whole chicken D-U-C-K and a turkey. It's okay. We'll just throw whatever is left away. So really, this is just an exercise in unnecessary decadence. Exactly. Decadence speaks of moral decline, dear. Moral decline is never necessary and therefore, by definition, always unnecessary. When you said unnecessary decadence, those two words didn't really go together. And that means your phrase was something of a tautology. Clutterbuck, you are a C-O-C-K-S-U-C-K-E-R. Thank you, I'm a very good lacrosse player. 
Anyway, the turducken is just about ready, so I'll just get it out of the oven and let it cool before serving. It was really nice of you to make everyone dinner like this, Wendy. I boiled the water. Look, it's still warm. And clutterbuck. Yeah, DM, about that, you owe us the price of a third of the ingredients, which is $54. Damn it, damn unnecessary decadence. Unnecessary by definition. Yeah, well, you're a twerp by definition. You're a poo bear by definition. What's a poo bear? It's what you are by definition. Is it like a bear pooing, or is it a bear and its its fur is covered in poo? Well, it's you, by definition. Yeah, well, if your brain was a TV, it would be low definition, by definition. Your abs are low definition. So are yours. I'm a sexy mongrel, by definition. You're not a sexy mongrel. You're an unsexy purebred. Yeah, well, you're a sexy purebred. Wait. By definition. Wait, did that work? No. You're a... What's the, what's the word for, you know, someone who thinks they're smart but are really just full of hot air? I know there's a word for that. You don't have the word, though. Well, at least I have the definition. Wait. Behold the turducken. What is it, Gordon? Look at the holes where the cloacae used to be. Yes. Three cloacae torn out before spices and the bird corpses were forcefully stuffed inside them. Yes, yes. Look at the jagged tears, each shredded edge leading back from the other. Giving the perspective of depth. Yes, yes, yes. Doesn't the torn-out hole where the cloacae used to be look just like the DM? Oh my god, you're right! DM, your face, it's its in the tadakin! It's like seeing Jesus on a piece of toast! Except instead it's the DM's face in, in the ruined sockets where the bird's genitals used to go. I'm not sure that... Look at it, DM, oozing fat! It is you! It's a miracle! I don't know if... Can't you see, DM, as you gaze at the mutilation between the thighs of those three birds? It's like you're looking in a mirror. Your visage rendered naturalistically in meat. I just don't see it. Wait, let me test something. I'll take a photo. I'm going to upload it to Facebook. Hmm. Facebook has suggested, would you like to tag the DM? No! Yes, DM. Yes. No! Facebook said it. It must be true. You're there, DM. Your face has been realised in the bird's butthole. Butthole and pee hole and reproductive tract because birds only have one hole for all those things. That's what a cloaca means. It comes from the Latin for sewer. I have wandered through the universe longing to see a spontaneously realised miracle. Something that, though not technically impossible, is so improbable that statistically it should never happen. Finally, here, in this kitchen, in the nether region of these birds, I have found my miracle. But I don't want my face to be in the torn-out remnants of three cloacae. And yet, there it is, DM. It must be weird looking at the splitting image of yourself like this. Try Hold on. Try moving your head like you're looking into a mirror and see if the cloaca holes move too. I wonder if it's a sign of some kind. This is a magic turducken. Oh, DM, put your face next to cloaca wounds. I want to take a photo of both of you together. Well, all right, but you'll delete any ones where you can see my bald spot, right? Of course. Oh, I better turn down the dimmer or he's not going to let you keep any of these photos. Okay, I'm nearly ready. J- just put your head a bit closer. A bit closer. A bit closer to the sizzling cloaca hole. Oh, wow. It's like twin brothers. Wait. Wait. As these two improbable objects grow near, as the DM's head and its identical twin close on each other, a new miracle is forming. No sets of particles should be arranged in such a precisely matching manner, especially not in such proximity. The particles are reacting with each other, vibrating, tearing, wrenching. They don't know whether they should rest in the DM's face or its utterly identical replica, the torn-out Todokan cloacae. What? What? 
Watch! Oh my gosh! There's electricity sparking all over the Tadakan! Ah, look! There is a glowing light coming out of the cloaca. It's growing brighter, brighter! The very fabric of reality is being torn apart. This is Corin Nimick. Do you hate the role-playing hour? Not a problem. I'll get them canceled faster than you can say synchronized swatches. Ah, <sighs> seriously. You're still making me do this Parker Lewis shtick? You think this is funny? You guys are complete fu- This is K-9. Though this unit is incapable of emotion, I calculate that the role-playing hour has a 98% probability of causing feelings of hate and distress in any sentient life form. Why is there a giant ray of light coming out of the business end of that Tadakan? Oh my god! And why is the Tadakan crackling with electricity? The DM's head and the gaping orifice where the cloacae used to be are too identical. They should not both exist, let alone exist in proximity. The subatomic particles don't know whether they should be in the DM's face or the Tadakan's multiple poo holes. They are flying willy-nilly from identical object to identical object, and this is tearing a hole in the very fabric of reality itself. You mean? Yes. The triple orifices of the paltry corpses that make up the Tadakan have become a gateway to another plane of existence. <laughs> You're silly. A platypus isn't poultry. Uh, uh, I still don't think that hole in the Tadakan looks much like my face! Yeah! <laughs> Hey, you know how uh, people get all erotic with food, you know, drip it all over each other and lick it off, that sort of thing? I wonder if anyone's ever done that with a deducken. I like to do it one day with ice magic. Ice magic would be useless for foreplay. It only gets hard when it's cold. Behold! Something is emerging from the cloaca of the Tadakan. Oh my god, maybe it's a Tadakan soul! Hey, uh, next time maybe we should try Tadakan stuffed with a haggis. Yeah, good idea! Wait! Several shapes are emerging from the Tadakan's cloacae. Beings from an alternate universe. You see into alternate universes all the time, don't you? So there's nothing to worry about. Whatever comes out, you can handle it. I see throughout the multiverse, yes. But the gateway and the cloacae of the Tadakan penetrates into the substrata of reality I did not know existed. Through quantum tunneling, it pierces beyond all known realms. It reaches not just into another reality or our multiverse, but into another multiverse. Oh my god. I know. That sounds like really wishy-washy technobabble. <sighs> Quiet, you. Oh wow! Look what is coming out of those cloacae! It's me! Oh, and it's me! And it's me! And it's me? But that's impossible. There is only one me in all the realities. I am unique in all the multiverse. Unique in your multiverse, perhaps, but I am from a different multiverse. This boggles the free-floating electrons that make up my luminous mind. What is the name of your multiverse? I believe the most apropos denomination would be Earth-3. Your multiverse is Earth-3? Then which Earth are we on now? Earth 2. What about Earth 1? None of us exist on Earth 1, but some humans pretend to play us on the radio. Really? On Earth 1 we're famous? Community radio. Oh, fuck that. Oh, wow! Earth 3, Wendy, look at you. You're stunning. And I think you're a little taller than me. Oh, no. We are just the same height. This is just my Snoop Dogg high heels giving me a boost. 
you, you have Snoop Dogg high heels. How'd you ever afford them? I always wanted them. But Wendy, why can't you afford them? What is your job? I pick up loose cigarettes I find in the street and sell them to hobos in the park. Oh, really? Why? What do you do? Well, I model bubble beards on catwalks of Paris, of course. Oh, I always wanted to be a bubble beard model. That's my dream job. Well, uh, hey there, Earth 3 me. My, you, uh, you look good in that blouse. This, this is uh, not a blouse. This is a sterile smock. Sterile smock? What do you need one of those for? Are, are, you, are you sterile? I am. I wear the sterile smock. I, I work at a duckling shelter and care for the orphan ducklings. Really? I've always wanted to do that. Working at a duckling shelter and caring for orphan ducklings is my dream. It's my dream job. Yes. I also chew up worms and regurgitate the resulting mash into ducklings' gullets because their mothers aren't there to do it for them. And the poor little birds need the vital bacteria only mucus can provide. Chewing up worms and regurgitating the resulting mash into the mouths of ducklings is the second part of my dream job. It'd be like kissing ducklings all day and getting paid for it. Yes! Yes, it is, rather. The baby ducklings are very vulnerable to infection, though, so we must keep a germ-free environment around them. Hence the smock. Only my mucus, lips, and tongue must ever be allowed to touch the ducklings. Ah, ah, man, sounds like heaven. I wish I could be sterile, too. Hey there, Earth-3-me. I said, I said, hey there, Earth-3-me. I never thought I would see an alternate version of myself. This is really something wondrous. We are almost identical, and yet you are formed from the same stuff of a realm beyond imagination. It's fascinating to see you as well, Earth 2 Gordon. I cannot help but wonder how this reality might differ from my native hovering grounds. So, you set the trends that everyone else follows. Oh yes, no one can go near some bubble bath mixture without using it to make one of my latest bubble beards. Really? And look at you, you look the same as me, and yet somehow taller, even without high heels. More imposing, more confident, more beautiful more beautiful Wait, 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 wait. You mean you have a blog? You have three whole regular readers. Oh. That's right, I blog lots about duckling nutrition. I've always wanted a blog, but in, in this world... I'm not a journalist, a poet laureate, or a professional writer, so I can't have one. Hey, Earth-3-me. You want to say something? Hello? I can see you looking at me. Hello? Cat got your tongue? The things we could learn from each other, Earth-3 counterpart. Let me show you around. This is the room with the vestigial toilet, where I hover at night. This is no bigger than a cupboard. I know. Luxury. I know every crack on these walls because I stare at them when I don't sleep at night or when I get told to go in here because the others have guests over or when they say they're going to have guests over. The guests never come, but I wait in this room alone out of politeness. Earth-3DM, what's going on? Don't want to talk to me? Don't like me, huh? What is it? What other shoes do you have, Earth-3Wendy? Well, I have shoes that look like guinea pigs. Oh, really? Always want shoes that look like guinea pigs? Do they squeak when you walk? Of course. Yes, it's a dream job I have, but some days, some long days, it still feels like work. All I want to do is relax, go home and eat my two-minute noodles. Wait, wait, you, you can afford two-minute noodles? Of course, can't you? No way, Jose. 
the DM sometimes lets me have the leftovers from his two-minute noodles the next morning once I got a crouton. In this multiverse, I am all-powerful. Are you all-powerful in yours? Of course. But I have one weakness, one Achilles heel. Is your Achilles heel Wendy's farts like mine is? Yes. To me, Wendy's farts are like kryptonite is to the Earth creature known as Superman. Oh, our worlds are so alike. They have a fictional character called Superman on this Earth as well. Fictional character? Earth 3, DM. DM! (laughs) This guy's useless. Hey, giant glowing tranny from this multiverse. You should tell the giant glowing tranny from the other multiverse to fix the alternate DM. Giant glowing... Why does he use such disparaging, prejudiced and discriminatory language in reference to you, my alternate universe sister? Well, you know how he is. I'm sure yours is the same. But I sure am glad these humans decided to be my friends. I feel so lucky. I am not lonely now. Oh, Gordon, you are not lonely. You will never be lonely again. I am here. Hey! Fartu, Masturbada, Dicto... Ask your friend what's wrong with the Earth 3 me. Excuse me, but why do you speak to my Earth 2 counterpart that way, mortal human? Well, you see, it's a bit of jokey ribbing. I was making reference to uh, the day the Earth stood still. Klaatu, Parada, Nikto, yeah. <clears throat> Not so funny if I have to explain it. I was kind of saying Earth 2 Gordon is a bit shit, because, you know, <laughs> out of the group. <gasps> I'm kind of the leader, the funny one, the unofficial boss of the gang. You know... Like the DM in your world. Sister, you let this mortal rule you? Well, not really rule. You mean you have not smote his insolence down, filled him with daily terror, broken his spirit and made him your mewling slave yet? Uh... Ha! <laughs> Wait, what? This is J.G. Hertzler. I hate the role-playing hour so much that... Ah! A true Klingon doesn't speak. He acts! Pass me a batleth! Get a batleth in my hands now! Yes, Johnny. Oh, thank you very much. Um, that's a large batleth you have there. Oh, it's wonderful. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. Wait, what's going on here? What do you mean, muling slave? In your universe, you let your DM speak. He is not my DM. No, I'm 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 the leader of the wacky gang. I, I we unofficial leader, of course, but we you know we have fun, misadventures. Yes, we knew a similar era. We refer to that period in our personal histories as the dark times. The dark times, yes. Once our DM held the same position as yours, but we quickly realized that such a state of affairs was a terrible idea. His initiatives were bad. He was depressing. He smelled. He smelled. Well, I don't have a nose, but apparently he smelled. He has a wan face with the huge white forehead and the wispy receding hair. And the bottom of his face is so much smaller than the rest. And his beard grows out like the straw from a scarecrow sleeve. And he just looks so much like a sex offender. And his untrustworthy eyes. When he was making our decisions, things were terrible. He thought it was funny, but he wasn't. And when he was around, girls wouldn't talk to us. Yes, I don't mean to be unkind, DM, but you are hideously repulsive to girls. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't agree with her. I don't want to be mean or to hurt your feelings because, I mean, you're great. But when you're around, my vagina shrivels up. 
I think my vaginal opening is actually going to seal up like a scar. I've stopped ovulating since I started catching glimpses of you every day. Oh, no, that's that's not... It's fine. Thanks for telling me. I'm just sharing, DM. Oh, no. I I know. It's good to share. I know. In addition to all these weaknesses, the DM, this genetic dead end, this vestigial tail on the buttocks of evolution... He had the nerve to belittle us and to order us around. Us? He is just friendly. It is just friendly joshing. It is banter. It is what friends do. Stop talking to them, Gordon. They're not nice. They'll fill your head with bad ideas. I was just explaining that. Though it looks bad from the outside, they don't understand our relationship and that they don't know how nice you actually are in private. I said stop talking to them right now, you slut. Yes, sir. Earth 2, Gordon, you are omnipotent, yes. You are a genius, yes. You are a cloud of pure intelligence, I suppose. A fart cloud of pure intelligence. So why would you be the butt of the DM's jokes? The fart butt of the DM's jokes. Mm -hmm. So why should you allow him to make fun of you? Why should you not take the center stage? Me? You mean... Yes, on Earth 3, it is I who became the unofficial leader of the gang at the expense of the DM. And since then, things have been glorious. Tell me about the tongues, Earth 3 Clutterbug. Tell me all you know. What is it like when the duckling's tongues touch your tongue? Mm. Well, um, duckling's tongues are small and pointy, almost sharp. And the texture on top is very rough, a bit like sandpaper. And so, as I regurgitate into their mouths, I just feel this pointy little tongue jabbing roughly against my own soft palate like a little needle. Oh, man. Sounds like paradise. I don't understand. Earth 3, Wendy, I look just like you, right? We're the same, and yet somehow we're different. Why aren't I a model? I'm not sure, my dear. It's because you're, well, you're not as pretty as Earth 3, Wendy. Clutterbuck? Seriously, the Earth 3 you is hot and striking and kind of intimidating. But we look exactly the same. Yes, but if you look closely, your shoulders are slumped and hers aren't. You stoop a little and she doesn't. You don't make eye contact often and instead you tend to look down on the floor. She looks straight ahead. You hide your face behind your hair. Her face is open to the world. So how do I... It's confidence, I think. Earth 3 Wendy is exactly the same as you, but she's confident. You mean, if I was a little bit more confident, I could be modelling bubble beards? On the catwalks of Paris and Milan. And Milan? I spent many years just making bubble beards for myself in the bath. Often I would spend hours checking myself in the mirror, improving my bubble beard. No one else would ever see them. No one else would even know I had such a skill for making bubble beards. Just like me now. But one day, I made a bubble beard. I suppose it was a fine bubble beard, but it wasn't better than any other I had made. I couldn't say it was the best, but I looked at it and... I knew it looked good, and I knew I looked good in it, and I just thought, I have to show this to the world. So I made sure my towel was wrapped tightly, and I put on my monster slippers, and I just walked right out of the house. I showed the world, and the world saw, and they loved it. It was a sensation. People took pictures. Those pictures went viral all over the world. Girls who had secretly been making bubble beards, they came out of the bathroom. They showed the world. It was a fashion revolution. I have sponsorship from Mr. Mady running into the millions. All because you were confident. You didn't 
think you were the best in the world, but you were happy with what you were? Happy in your own bubble beard? What about you, Clutterbuck? Why aren't you doing your dream job on this earth? Well, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I want to chew up worms and regurgitate them into the mouths of ducklings. I do, but I just... I worry ducklings will turn me away if, if I try. I worry that they won't think I'm good enough to regurgitate into them, and I guess I get I get scared. You too, Clutterbuck. Your problem is a lack of confidence too. Wait, so Earth3DM, why do you put up with this, huh? Why? Why won't he speak? Because I broke him. What, you broke him? Yes, I shattered his insolence, I smashed his haughtiness, and I crushed his arrogance. You made him smell better. Yes, I rebuilt his hygiene, and now he knows who is truly his master. Let him explain it his way, his version. What's the matter, can't he talk? He can talk, but only when I permit him. And are you going to permit him? No. Look at him, so timid, so meek, so... Lynching. We don't have to look at him. That is the best part because he never speaks. We are never obliged to make eye contact with him out of politeness. Oh yes, I hated looking at the DM. Oh yes, it was the worst. I longed for cataracts. Mm, yeah. mm. Wendy. You think you have it bad. I have x-ray vision. I can see straight through his clothes. I broke him. And it was an ugly business, but I suppose in the end it was for the best, because our lives literally turned around afterwards. The alien just gives really good advice. Her guidance is always practical and sensible. Yes, she uh, doesn't make a fuss and sometimes is callous, but she never led us astray. Things really have been better since then. Mm, yes. And we haven't had to hear the DM speak in, what, a year? A year? A whole year? Oh, my, how time flies when you're having fun. A whole blissful year. No, no, can't you see? The Earth 3 alien is a fascist. No, she is never cruel to us. She never sets herself above us. She is our equal. Then the alien is a communist. The Earth 3 DM, now he was a fascist and a dickweed. No, this is, this is exaggeration. I can't have been that bad. You know, in fact, now that I think about it, that was when I became confident. Yes, just after the alien stopped all the DM silliness and things became more human, somehow I started feeling better about myself. No more put-downs from the DM. We didn't get into disgusting and degrading situations all the time. And the alien? She's fun. She's easygoing. She's real and down-to-earth. Most of a people person than the DM ever was. I felt loved and appreciated and I suddenly realised, hey, this is normal. This is how I was supposed to feel all along. When the DM was brought low, you became more confident? Yes, yes, I believe so. More confident, more happy, and, and ovulating. Oh, you're ovulating again? Yes. What's that like? Mostly uncomfortable. When the DM fell like a piece of unpopular, unappealing refuse, he was... And the alien rose triumphantly in his place. It was like a black cloud lifted, and a light cloud had shone... Life became better for all of us, and we took a useful place in the world. We became part of a community, so that happiness, that goodness, it sprout outwards. I mean, I save ducklings, and those ducklings grow up and become pets. Or people feed them bread at the river. Couples fall in love as they watch ducks swim by. I have inspired women 
everywhere and I have helped them love themselves for who they are. I have inspired their own innate creativity and through my example, they have found the confidence to dare, confidence which was there waiting all along. We are like what most normal people are, nodes of happiness, spreading happiness outwards like like neurons in the brain, making all these connections with others, reaching out, transforming, spreading love. Whereas before... The DM was like cancer, and none of us were happy, and our connections withered, and we were alone, like him. And now we're not, because he's been crushed, stomped flat like a cockroach splattered on the underside of an Ugg boot. Oh, three me, you must have something to say about this. No, don't just look at me timidly. No, don't bow your head in fear. Oh, three DM. Oh, three DM. Listeners, do you agree? How much better do you think the show would be without the DM? How would it be better? How many more of your friends would listen? How would your lives improve? Call in now on 83135000 and tell us how much you hate the DM or write in on our Facebook wall with your response. Just go to facebook.com slash theroleplayinghour. You're listening to Wendy Clutterbuck, the alien, Earth 3, Wendy, Earth 3, Clutterbuck, Earth 3, alien, and me, the DM, the cancerous nexus of unhappiness, here at the Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM, digital radio, and online. Our old episodes can be found at our WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com, and more recent episodes at the Radio Adelaide website itself when we finally get around to uploading them. But right now, call in on 83135000 or write on our Facebook wall and tell us how and why you think the show would be vastly improved. Were the DM to be kicked out or to have a lesser position or just tell us in graphic and unsparing detail about how much you load the DM. We'll be right back with you after this musical break. My name is Freddie Williams II and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. This is Jewel Estate and I hate the role-playing hour because they remind me too much of that hitchhiker I killed and buried beneath the floorboards. Even when I cover my ears, I can still hear that heart beating. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't do that now, has anyone actually done anything on the wall? Let's have a check. Hmm. The alien has become 300% more like Drew Barrymore. Hmm. She's definitely 50% there. She is female. Hmm. That's a bit closer. A bit closer. That's the only thing on the wall. So we'll remind people that if you ever wanted to subscribe to Radio Adelaide, it's a station that's supported by listeners. So uh, if you subscribe, then you'll get a magazine sent out to you uh, every quarter or something like that now. And uh, that'll be nice. It's, it tells it's you th- third now. It's uh, every third. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it would tell you uh, you have the program guide, which you could otherwise find online. Um, it's only $40 concession, $75 standard. Uh, just dial 83135 thousand during business hours to subscribe or look for the website and you might be saying is that all is that all i get no this month uh, subscribers will go into the draw to win two dozen bottles of fine wine really crafted from the rugged hillsides of kangaroo island but yuck so it's just like (laughs) mud mud Haven't you been to the rugged hillsides of Kangaroo Island? Winemaker Jacques Lerton. Oh. It last appeared as a Canadian in Twin Peaks. Winner uh. of the coveted five stars from critic James Halliday. Mm, thanks mm. to Islander Estate Vineyards. Mm. So you could win yourself some of that. Wine. Two dozen bottles. How do you guys think the show would be better without the DM? If there weren't a DM. <sighs> It'd just be like a show on Sunday nights. I uh, know. Oh, like a quality show such as Subatomic. Yeah. I could hear my own voice more. That'd be good. But I'm not sure if that'd be better or if I preferred having a DM and feel better looking. Ah, mm. uh, yes, that's the thing. It's like you've got to, if you go out, you got to have the fat friend, right? Mm. Or would you rather better. like the DM's voice change to your voice and my voice change to your voice? 
But the I alien's voice changed to your voice. Because then you just hear your voice everywhere, but we'd be all saying different things. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. But I don't really like what you guys say sometimes. I don't like what you I'm say I'm so sometimes. confused. Do you have anything to say, alien, about this? Not particularly. <sighs> this is John Rhys-Davis, and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell like a dirty girl's pants. Why would I hate a dirty girl's pants? <laughs> You've got the wrong dwarf there, laddie. This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R so much that I'm taking this house and going back to the planet transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. Come on, Riff. Shift it. Look! Something else is emerging from the gateway! Another shape. It's... it's... Hello, mateys. Oh, hello, matey. Earth to Roland. I didn't even notice you were here. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. I just didn't say anything. But wouldn't we uh, heard the noise when you smoked a bong? Nah, today I'm smoking a joint. Mm. Silent but deadly. But let me talk to the bloody Earth 3 me what just came through them cloacas. How's it going, Earth 3 Roland? Yeah, not too bad, Earth 2 Roland. So what are things like in your universe? What do you do? Yeah, things are pretty good. I mostly just sit around, smoke bongs. Oh, your universe sounds like paradise, mate. Nah, it's more like Elizabeth. What do you do in your universe? Mate, I mostly just sit around and smoke bongs. Oh, your universe sounds like paradise, bloke. Nah, it's more like Happy Valley. You know what they say, Rollins? The grass is always greener. I'm sure both your lives are exactly the same. Nah, mate. I'm beginning to believe with these blokes and that. I'm like, I think everything in this Earth 3 world sounds great. Speak to me, Earth 3DM. Speak to me, please. He will not say a word. Not unless I command it. He has learned obedience. He knows that he is lower than feces, and he knows that people like feces best when they are not forced to become aware of its existence. I am not sure if you should bully my friend like that, Earth 3 Gordon. What you are calling bullying, I call justice. A necessary step towards improving humankind. The DM is not funny or charismatic or interesting. He has no people skills. He is arrogant, self-important and petty. I don't know how he lasted as such an active force in our friendship group for as long as he did. People like him should have no friends. That is nature's way. Meanwhile, the alien is everything the DM is not. Everything the DM can do, the alien does much better. And the alien doesn't have to have all those horrible negative qualities the DM has. The alien is funny, kind, fascinating and beaming with charisma. She thinks of others. She can interact with people. She doesn't look at people with those shifty, untrustworthy eyes. And she doesn't have that ugly, balding head that looks like a worn-out doorman which half the hairs have been rubbed away and the rest clumped together because they've had the dog shit wiped from the shoe bottoms of them so many times. She doesn't have that paunch that looks like a plastic bag floating in a storm water drain that was filled with boiled rice cooked three years ago. She doesn't have those tight, thin, dry, unfeeling lips that look like a boiled lobster's vagina. She doesn't have that vague smell of spent man seed and despair about her. She doesn't have those bony, repulsive hands that look like what's left after your Jenga tower collapses. She doesn't have that 
skin with the same texture as a dead albino axolotl you might find floating in a tank after you've been away on holiday for three weeks. She doesn't have that face that looks like 14 jellyfish got smacked together at high speed and now it's so tangled that they cannot get free. She doesn't have those legs that look like a dog poo which has been left out in the street so long it's gone white in the sun. She doesn't have those arms that look like what you would see if you could x-ray the floppy felt limbs of Kermit the Frog. She doesn't have those buttocks that look like five kilo bags of calamari that went off and got thrown into the skip. She doesn't have that beard that would look like lint you would find on raw sausages after it rolled under the oven. She doesn't have those eyes that look like the remains of two baby pigeons which died after falling out of a nest and had the beginnings of feathers on them and now they're all covered in ants. She doesn't have that scalp that looks like lawn dying off because the ground has been soaked in toxic sludge. No, you already did a bold one. I thought it was worth mentioning twice. Yeah, good call. With his hair the way it is now, it looks like a Burns victim's ball sack after a shoddily done skin graft. And speaking of testicles, he has ears like 12-year-old's testicles. His nose is like the clitoris of a manatee. His eyelashes are like the bristles on the boar's back or those spindly, sparse hairs that grow on a rat's tail. Yes, the hairs on a rat's tail, but only after the rat has been swimming through the sewer. Yeah. His teeth are like broken up bits of popcorn you find at the bottom of the box. His breath is like a wet dog with prolapsed rectum that farts blood. He has fashion sense that makes him look like he's been rummaging through the piss-stained clothes left in the incinerator out the back of a man's shelter in 1983. He has that general aspect of a naked mole rat that has been run over by two hours worth of rush hour traffic on the Autobahn. He has nipples that look like bits you cut off the end of a fritz. (laughs) Just imagine, imagine uh, the ends of fritz as nipples. That's hideous. That is the DM. It's pretty bad. He has eyebrows that look like a ballpoint pen after it's been melted with a lighter. His fingernails are like the beaks of an octopi that have been ripped out by a fisherman and left on a pier. His cheeks look like two sanitary pads that have been soaking in the urinal overnight after Oktoberfest. Oh, don't worry, DM. Don't listen to them. You can be nice. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks for backing me up. Thank you for not agreeing with them. I didn't say I didn't agree with them, but I said you were nice. But Gordon, can't you see? The DM's personality and his soul, if you could call it that, is even more wretched than his appearance. Can't you see? You should break the DM, slap him down, and become ruler here on your world. Mm, the, uh, the Earth 3 uh, of you kind of has a point, Gordon. Clutterbuck. What? They presented a strong argument and they've convinced me. I don't know. If you don't have the photonic spine, then there's nothing I can do. If you can't be strong enough to help yourself and your friends, then I am at a loss. Maybe it is actually your fault. Maybe you are the weak one in this multiverse. Maybe it is because you will not take action that everyone else must suffer. I am not sure. Oh, but I want to be a bubble beard model, like Earth-3 me. I don't want anyone to get hurt or to make an obedient mute. But if it's for the greater good... Alternate me, speak. Speak up for yourself. Say something. Fight back. Oh, alternate me. Why? Is my spirit really that fragile? I really just want to kiss ducklings all day for a living. I do not know. You are all-powerful, Gordon. You can help your friends. Do it. Do it right now. Gordon? I... I do not know. Everything will be better when the crap that is the DM finally tumbles. Hey, uh, if the alien won't 
act here. Maybe we could go back through the Cloaca Gateway with you Earth 3 guys and live in your universe. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's if you have room. We could leave this world and, and, and this DM behind forever. I don't see why there wouldn't be room. I could use another pair of lips at the duckling shelter. And I'm always having to cancel shows and public appearances because of my busy schedule. All the times I've had to say, if only I can be in two places at once. Well, if you come back to Earth 3 with me, Wendy, then I could. We could be bubble beard model twins. There's certainly enough work for us. We'd be a sensation. Yay! My dream come true. Well, by DM, I'm not making eye contact with you because, well, it has such a bad effect on my female hormones that my breasts would deflate and be flat as pancakes. But I'm waving. Can you see me waving? Yes, I can see you waving. A wonderful idea. More friends. We shall lead the way. Back through the gateway. Back to Earth 3. All of you. Not you. Earth 2 DM. Obviously, one DM is enough. And not you, alien. You have failed in your duties to mankind and to your friends. Aw. See you on the other side, Farquhar. And through I go. Just come through after me, Wendy. You can try and summon my shoes that look like meerkats. Meerkat shoes? Wow. Oh, goody. I bet when you take a step, the little heads pop up like they're looking out for a hawk. Farewell, Gordon. You are all-powerful. Remember, if you ever decide to do something, nobody can possibly oppose you. Your will is law, and everything else is as dust. You have the strength. If you ever gain the will, I will leave you with these simple words. You know what to do when you decide to do it. See yous. Come on through rolling me, mate. We'll share some bongs. Wow, Wendy, now we just have to go through and and live our dream lives. Yes, you know, I'm really glad I cooked this to duck in now. And whoever thought we would ever see the DM's face in space between the legs of a chicken, a duck and a turkey and be led on such a wild adventure. Wait. A duck? The Uh, middle one is a duck? uh, Well, yeah. You told me it was a platypus. Well... You lied! This is an abomination! You tried to trick me into eating duck. Lovely, sweet, sensitive, sweet-beaked duck. I must destroy this travesty! (laughs) (laughs) Clutterbuck! You... You... You smashed the to-duck and you closed the gateway! Now we can never, ever go to Earth 3! Oh, oh, wow, I kind of blacked out. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I I just get very emotional about duck rights or duckism. I also feel strongly about rights for prisms and prismism. Our escape from this quiet despair, our dream lives. Well, at least those Earth 3 weirdos are gone. Now we can all get back to our normal lives. Without a bubble beard modelling contract. Without a life dedicated to saving orphling ducklings. You know what to do when you decide to do it. So, uh, guys, I've got this great idea for a wacky adventure next week.